Ladies and gentlemen, hailing from Long Island, New York, the best wrestling podcast in the world, Joseph Crush, Nikki Noodles, Bad News Canali, and Nick Jersey, the Wrestling Journal Podcast. This is episode 134 of the Wrestling Journal Podcast, brought to you by the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network. What's going on, everybody? It's Joseph Crush with all the brethren tonight. The professional NJ3. What is up, buddy? Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Joey. Happy Thanksgiving, boys. Uh, it's been a great week so far. A lot of food, but I'm ready to talk some wrestling. Absolutely. I'm on that... Uh, I'm on the the food hangover. the 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 meat sweats are in full effect, but I'm here. I'm living. Uh, leftovers were kicking today. Uh, Nikki Noodles, welcome back. Hope you're feeling better. How's everything going, buddy? Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, fellas. Joseph, nice to see you. you I'm doing all right. I'm on the mend. I'm on the mend. <laughs> that damn virus, boys. Watch out. Uh, bad news, Tom. I had a good run. I had a good run. <laughs> bad news, Tom Canale. Uh, what's going on, buddy? How how's everything? I talked to you already. Happy Thanksgiving, boys. How, how was everyone's turkey day? Good. It's good, man. Good football. Good food. Yeah. Spent yeah. the uh, could be argued average football. Yeah, yeah well, that's. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. That bullshit, that bullshit stadium. Competitive game. Ah, maybe not that yeah. one. I'm sorry. I apologize. I forgot you guys played, but uh. You know, whatever. It is what it is at this point. Um, uh, all good. Didn't expect absolutely. to win. If you want to follow us on social media, at WrestleBuzz, on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok, and Hive. That's the new one that's out right now. Check us out. We are on there. Um, and Facebook, I mean, I'm sorry, WrestleBuzz, the 3Z is on Twitter. Uh, download us anywhere you can download podcasts. If uh, you listen to us on Spotify or Apple, please leave us a five-star rating and review. Uh, we also have two other podcasts on the network of WrestleBuzz. Uh, From the Top Rope with Gurge Brooms uh, comes out in the beginning of the week. You could listen to us, listen to him on this same feed. That's uh, at From the Top Rope and at I Hate Gurge Brooms on social media. And also Project Kayfabe uh, with Joe and Quade uh, at Project underscore Kayfabe on Twitter and Instagram. I believe they're on there. So check them out. Give, give the support you give us and uh, do the right thing. Uh, NJ3, uh, meat sweats are in full effect. Like I said, I needed some sort of boost today. Uh, you have to understand what I was drinking all day today. What what was that? Oh, I know what you were drinking today, but what I'm going to recommend you to drink t- for the rest of the evening. And well, maybe not tonight, but definitely tomorrow to get you through your day is nerd focus. The energy thing drink that is for your mind, body, and soul. Um, gives you everything you need, no matter how much meat you've eaten, no matter how much meat you have any in, like Nick, right? He's a vegan. Either way, it, it does what it needs to do for you. So it is Black Friday. I know we're recording on Black Friday, but if you actually use the code Black Friday at checkout, you actually get 50% off. Now, now how long is it going to run? I don't know, but try Black Friday. But of course, always use the code ND20 at checkout. All we do is ask you to go to our link tree in our social media bios. Use that link to shop Nerd Focus, buy two or more, and get free shipping. If Black Friday is still available, give it a shot. 50% off, absolutely. But if not, ND20 is always usable. Drink Nerd with us. 20% off always, all year long. Always. 
paper champion fantasy wrestling done right the paper champion.com uh don't have the standings up in front of me i do apologize i believe the last update had me in second place i think i'm back up reaching up top i'm not sure i haven't checked in a minute so i hopefully i'm still there don't make me a fool please um fantasy wrestling done right I mean, another this the month of November has been full of of stuff. I think NXT had a show, AEW now Survivor Series is tomorrow. A lot of pay per view sheets that are coming out. A lot of changes in the standings, boys. And uh, you know how big pay per views are for for paper champions. So uh, if you want to check it out, follow along. You can follow along. You can't join uh, the paper champion dot com fantasy wrestling done right. Shout out to Eric James, the boy. Uh, and as always, ProWrestlingTees.com slash WrestleBuzz. There's a Black Friday going on sale. Uh, Black Friday sale going on now. Uh, it's been going on since it's a 10-day long sale. Uh, no coupon needed. No code needed. It's automatically applied to your order. I believe shirts, T-shirts, and apparel are all 20% off. Um, go check it out. ProWrestlingTees.com slash WrestleBuzz. Okay. Um, some outside the ring stuff, boys. Randy Orton just got this drop today. Uh, some updates on him not looking too good. Um, we knew he had we knew he had a procedure done. Uh, wasn't sure about the detail, but it looked like it was a a lower fusion back fusion, um, which doesn't sound too hot, especially for a guy. Uh, granted, he's in top top tip top shape, but a guy at that age, any or any age in your life, lower back fusion isn't probably a good sign for for a future. Um, it's not confirmed that he's done. But it could be uh, the scenario. NJ three life without Randy Orton in WWE uh, is a possibility. Now that we get a little update here, um, what do you think of this situation here? Uh, it's tough. It's tough, Joey. I mean, the only kind of fusion I like is Asian fusion. So when you use the word fusion, I want nothing to do with it. So the fact that Randy unfortunately had to have this, I guess, this fusion surgery, um, it does not bode well. You you hit it before. I mean, he looks literally like he's chiseled out of you know stone, like a Greek statue. Mm-hmm. Um, but the guy, I mean, you know, we've been so fortunate that he's been majority of the time consistently healthy. I know in the beginning before, um, uh, God, uh, what was the group? It's killing me now. Uh, Evolution. Mm-hmm. Before Evolution started, when he first debuted, he did get hurt a little bit, and then he finally got it. You know, he, then he came back and he was healthy. And to be honest, him majority of his run, he's been healthy. We've had him for just, you know, consistently for years on top of years. So it's like you kind of forget that, you know, father time does sometimes catch up. Those bumps are real. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sad to think of potentially a world without Randy, you know, in it, especially the most recent run and how much fun he was having with Riddle. I mean, I feel like they were only just getting started, even though they were doing their thing for a minute. I feel like they were just getting started because he just looked happier and happier during the run. So I kind of hope that we can at least get him back for just one more run is my hope. Back fusion, scary words. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a, a doctor or a physical therapist by any means, but it doesn't sound good. Uh, they don't see him uh, from the report was re- uh, released. <clears throat> excuse me. That he, uh, they don't see him coming back anytime soon. Uh, I believe that, that they finished off that with his contract. They know his contract is up in 2024. Um, not saying he wouldn't stay with the company post that, whether it was in the ring or out of the ring, but um, it's, we don't know anymore. So it's, uh, it's a scary thought to potentially not see Randy Orton again in the WWE ring. So hopefully he gets well soon and we see him soon. Special. Real quick. Did you, did you yeah. hear them say that, uh, you know, he, he kind of regrets using the RKO as his finisher for all these years. Um, that was pretty tough to hear. Considering 
you know, the legendary career and most of his aura and most, I mean, his greatness is based around that move. Yeah. And to imagine his career without that, do you, do you guys believe that he would have had the same success? Uh, he could have, uh, I think that kind of brought him to a different level than what he was. Cause that, uh, that the move went viral. The move is bigger than his character. It's bigger yeah. than him. I mean, he's still besides the move. He's still great. I don't know. I got oh, argue was, that one. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. know. What, his, uh, career, his career would, would not have been the same without the RKO, and you know it. No, I mean, no one says that won't be the same, but I wouldn't say he, the move is bigger than him. You said the move is bigger than him. That's a, that's a little bit. I think much. I think I think that move is, has made him what he is. I mean, I think that he's a, a proficient technical wrestler inside and out, and he can literally wrestle. No question about it. So yeah, sure, finishing move is definitely like the icing on top of the cake. But I wouldn't say that the move was bigger than him. That's that's a big one. I th- I think you're swinging for that one. I don't think so. I mean, listen, nice to, hear to, each, to each their own. <laughs> to each their own. I'm a wrestling savant. Don't forget He's it. He's got a bumper sticker that says RKO out of nowhere, not Randy Orton. Yeah. What does RKO stand for? This finishing move. It stands for his name. So His finishing you know, move. <laughs> right. He, he made the diamond cutter more famous than diamond cutter. It was right in existing. No, I, I don't dis- I don't disagree, but uh, everything. So that, that's everything what, that's that what I'm is, saying. Is that's what I'm saying. Because what he can do is he takes moves and he makes them better. He makes matches better. He makes superstars better. The individual wrestler is bigger than the move, my friend. We agree to disagree. That's fine. Valid. Both valid. Um, actually, noodles are not valid. I lied. Yeah, let's hard, be honest. Hard, hard, hard. Okay. Terrible <laughs> take. Kenny Omega uh, challenged Will Ospreay for a match at Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, New Japan. For Who the cares? US title. Move on to the next thing. Stop it. Um, See, there we go. Another terrible <laughs> take. No validity in what he says. But go ahead, Joey. I just think, uh, and it'll kind of topple off on what I'm going to say next. But having Carl Anderson also confirming that he's defending his title, the Never Open Weight Championship, at uh, not the same event, but uh, December New Japan uh, card is. I think it's just cool to see you have a WWE guy working New Japan, an AEW guy working New Japan, and I think we should sit back and enjoy it. I think it's a time to to see that time, things are changing, times are changing uh, with the new people involved uh, at the top of the businesses or both com- both companies, and uh, the chances that we could potentially see if Carl Anderson does defend his title successfully at I forget the name of the event um, in December. And moves and def- has to defend it again at Wrestle Kingdom. We could see a, an AEW guy and a WWE guy on the same card, and who knows if AJ is going to show up too? Imagine seeing AJ and Kenny Omega cross paths at some point on the show. Uh, I think it's fucking awesome. And, it definitely uh, is. No matter what your yeah, no matter what your opinion is on them, Nikki Noodles, uh, it's still a big moment for wrestling if it does happen, or even at the, the point sure, right any, now. Anytime we intertwine the programs, it's cool. Yeah, and then. Uh, Shinsuke is also wrestling the great Muda on a, a pro wrestling Noah card. And like, I mean, come on, dude, that's fucking insane. Like it, the, the possibilities are endless here. So um, whether or not this is a one-off for Carl Anderson and Kenny for, to go over there, um, which I don't think it will be. I have a good feeling that it won't be the last time we see some sort of integration with uh, other companies. Uh, it's pretty damn cool. If you ask me uh, now, before we get into, I want to talk dynamite first this week. Uh, we didn't get to do a reaction to full gear after it happened. Um, I just kind of want to get your guys quick thoughts on uh, just the pay-per-view in general, although a lengthy one, it was very entertaining. 
Um, Tommy, obviously mm-hmm. the big the big thing came out of it. MJF is the new AEW champion. Um, Jamie Hader, new women's champion. Uh, Samoa Joe, new TNT champion or TNT champion. Yeah. Yes. What did you think of Full Gear, man? It was it was a good one. Yeah, it was definitely yeah definitely enjoyable. I mean. Definitely surprised at some title changes. I didn't think Samoa Joe win that. That was very surprising. So, and I had Tony went in against Jamie, but that was cool to see. You know, she's had the momentum the last few weeks, but definitely MJF winning, man. I mean, we for years and years, we finally won gold in the sky, and we finally got it. So now he has a chance to run with it, you know, and see how he does his champion because he's been saying, you know, the bidding war of 2024. Yeah, it's coming up in less, less than a year and a half. So we'll see what happens with it. But, man, it's going to be fun to see him as champion. And, it was a definitely definitely a cool moment with Regal, you know, giving him the brass knuckles and stuff. I didn't think expect that to happen, so that was that was cool to see. So it was definitely definitely enjoyable. Like you said, lengthy, but definitely had a good time watching it. Yeah, and if you think back, Full Gear last year, you had Brian and Cole show up, so there was really nothing besides the uh, the um, the moment with Regal and MJF. There was really no like, and the and the actual mat, the finishes of the matches. Yeah. That was the shock, though, and I think that's it's a good thing to show that they can put on a good show and not have thirteen guy brand new people show up. It was kind yeah, of no, a moment. Cool, yeah. the, no, the, yeah. the actual. We always know the quality of the matches are going to be there, but the mm-hmm. the outcomes of the matches too matters as well, and the booking. And Absolutely. I think Jamie Hader winning is huge. She's very over with the fans. Um, Joe winning is a shock. Yeah. I may not necessarily agree with it. Um, I think Wardlow. Shouldn't have lost, but that's my opinion. Unless yeah, it was a little, little early, a little dirty there, but it was. I mean, it's still cool that Joe won, though. Yeah, unless he's going to bigger and better things, which could be with the with the history of MJF, um, mm-hmm. the elite coming back, and that's where I'm going with you, MJ3. Uh, we knew they were showing up. They got the 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 image, uh, the graphic on the night dynamite before, but they lost. Yeah, and just... it, before we found out the best of seven, right? Just your your initial thoughts is knowing that they lost the, their 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 comeback match. What were your thoughts on that? You know, it's funny, and I know Tommy will get this reference, but when um, Wayward Son played, um, it brought me back to a show that I obviously watched for many, many years, mm-hmm. uh, Supernatural. And anyone else obviously listens that knows mm-hmm. that show, they know exactly what I'm talking about. It's literally their season finale song for the last, like, 15 seasons. But um, <laughs> to be honest, when you heard that song, you heard that comeback, and it's like, I, I would have bet the house that they were winning that match. And I'm happy I didn't. I'm happy I didn't. Clearly, it, it came out of my scorecards for... Um, for a uh, paper champion because I'm still in the IC title division. I'm still behind Tommy by 10 points. But I'm coming for you, Tommy. All love. Yeah. Um, um, but boy, I did a bad job picking on full gear. You know what? I think it, it was good now, obviously thinking about it after the fact that they did lose due to the fact, because it would have been so predictable mm-hmm. and it would have been almost like they were like, like Tony was like, almost had to say, I'm sorry, here are the belts. So yeah. I didn't stand by you guys. And I stood like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like it was almost like it was a good thing um, for booking purposes. Cause now obviously we're getting the best of seven series, but you couldn't call it. Didn't expect it. Great match. Six fantastic wrestlers individually um, and collectively. And to be quite honest, we've said this before, right? The trios titles are good or I guess could be fun titles to have, but there's only so many trios that wrestle regularly, right? Mm-hmm. Best friends, Dark Order, um, House of Black, if you want to call them a trio. I know that obviously um, Malachi just came back. So, but besides some of that, there's not a big division for it. Yeah. So the fact that you come up with this brainchild from this match, which everyone probably would have thought the elite were going to win, um, that 
that um, Death Triangle won, and now we have a best of seven series. I think that was actually pretty savvy booking, to be, be quite honest. Shocked. Don't know who booked that one, but pretty impressive. But a great match nonetheless, and I'm excited for this best of seven. Now, do you – all right, so the, the matches are entertaining. We know they will be every time, but seven of them we know we're going to get because it ain't going to yeah. go yeah, no, yeah. born out. I mean, no, if they get swept, that would be shocked again. But can, are you are you excited to see the same? Like, are we gonna get the same match every time? Is there gonna be different things involved? Like, um, I know so so far, and we'll kind of I'll kind of jump back and forth. But we go to Dynamite match number two. Penta uses the hammer this time, right? And so the the hammer is a constant thing, and uh, Death Triangle gets the win, so they're they're up to nothing. But are we gonna get the same thing every time, like the same style, like within the match and that different finish? Like, what do you think could come out of this? Like, is it too repetitive? Too many matches? Maybe right. best of five would have worked. I don't know. So I'll give you this comparison, right? I'll, I'll give you the comparison of baseball. Okay, mm-hmm. Mets Braves. Give you an example in the NL. You guys play each other what fourteen times a year? Every game is different. You know what sure. I mean? Every game is different. Just because the Grom's on the mound, Scherzer's on the mound, Freeze on the mound. Circumstances are different, weather's different, time is different, stakes are different, crowd is different. And I think in that capacity, if you think about it from that standpoint, um, even though we have the same six players, I think you're going to get something different from these individuals. And and I actually heard a point made, uh, whether it was a podcast or a YouTube uh, video I watched, they don't have house shows. They don't travel like in between shows like I granted we know they're going to they don't I don't think they need the reps but like for this seventh match maybe that that's going to be the final uh to maybe work on certain things to get to that point and have the 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 final match be a great one like you would like on house shows in WWE if if Roman's going to go up against uh the Big E at Survivor Series like they'll work house shows together to get a feel for each other leading up to that and uh so maybe this is like their their way of doing it, but giving it to a, a live audience and, and TV because it's it's always going to be entertaining. Um, sticking with the elite, and I'm going to go to noodles on this one. <laughs> on Dynamite, your boys, uh, let's say, mocked or shit on CM Punk in Chicago. Uh, started off with the botched uh, Buckshot Lariat, which is gone around the internet. it's pretty funny uh, i would say yeah. it's funny though <laughs> um kenny does the go to sleep signature and then hits the go to sleep yeah um and then kenny bit an arm which apparently his arm got bitten in the, the screen <laughs> could have done without that one but that was fine right? <laughs> so so you were you were okay with with what we saw i know you're not like the, the biggest uh elite i don't know fans. if I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm i'm okay with it it's just what, what i've grown to expect from from those three clowns to be honest i mean oh, everything about about the entire program industry i mean not industry but uh company is all they do is take shots at everybody and everything under the sun so it's not nothing i don't think is out of the ordinary and i kind of expected it to be honest so they did a nice job with it don't get me wrong but uh we'll see where it goes from there and i'm just i'm just curious to see how much is this a potential swerve to where punk does come back at some point because why is he still part of the roster then right if it was so bad and so this and that they would have fucking cut him already it's true, and I was going to follow up with that. Uh, along with, it's so ironic that that day an article got uh, released from Sports Illustrated. I want to say it was where Kenny said, uh, "It's not us. It's not the elite versus CM Punk. It's uh, everyone should just drop it." And literally that same night, they come out and do this shit. It's like clearly yeah, yeah. there's something still yeah. going on. But yeah. I, CM Punk's got the biggest mouth in the world. You don't think he would have said anything back? And then sure. I don't know. I just feel like it's it's a little odd. But I mean, whatever. It's cool. They were they were in Chicago to note that, and they were getting 
booed like crazy. Yeah, oh, yeah. They deserved it. So that was, was awesome. pretty cool that the, <laughs> yeah. that the Chicagoans still Chicago. I don't even know what do they have a term? Chicagoans? Chicagoans? I don't know. Whatever. Uh, people that live in Chicago still support, support their boy. Yeah, still support their boy. They're pretty. Uh, they're uh, um, a loyal crowd there. We should say. Um, so. Listen, it was entertaining. It got, I mean, shout out to Joe. It made me, it made me chuckle, though. So I'll give him that. And, I, and I'm, not, I'm not a fan of the three individuals. However, they did their job and they got, they sold on me there. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Shout out to Joe from Project Hayfabe. He made this video of uh, like a, a compilation of all the things that happened, played Punk's video uh, song in the background. Sent it to me to share on our social media on the WrestleBuzz social media, and it blew up pretty good. TikTok, <laughs> TikTok did pretty well on that one. So, uh, <laughs> shit, thanks, Joe. Um, but the, it's always that the controversial. If you look at the last three videos I posted, it's all CM Punk shit, and that's what sh- that shit gets like the attention. So <laughs> clearly, he still has a presence. Uh, and like he's got some they, juice, he's got some juice. Yeah, and, cl- and like you said, he's still on the roster. He's not released. He's out. He's te- he's really hurt. So I don't know if they're waiting or what what he thinks seeing this while he's at home. So uh, it's definitely interesting. Will he come back? Is this uh, essentially going to be into made into a money thing, which I think they can make a lot of money off this. Oh, absolutely. Um, and it'd be, if, if there's an opportunity and punk can tuck his tail between his legs and go with it. Cause you know, he's a strong, <laughs> uh, strong minded person to not do that. Uh, it's going to be an interesting uh, ride to see if it, where he stands after all this. So I'm excited. Got me, got me wanting to watch next week. Um, we did talk about Tom brought up before MJF and Regal. Uh, Regal turning on his boy, his son, almost Mox <laughs> handing MJF the Nucks. I do gotta say though, what happened on Dynamite? I was kind of like, yeah, yeah, wasn't really feeling it. It was, yeah, it was uh, weird. and you know, maybe because the main ingredient wasn't there to help that out, and that was MJF. But I don't know what the fuck was going on here. Um, Brian was awkward. Yeah, that was weird. And then the Mox just tells Regal to walk away and never come back. Like he's gonna come back next week, probably. Um <laughs> NJ3, you gave a thumbs down when I was talking about it on, on the video here. Uh not a great delivery by top guys in, in the in the business. <laughs> No, I mean to be quite honest, um, I was shocked. I was it was really cringeworthy. Like I don't know what they were trying to accomplish in that moment. I get that Brian was almost trying to kind of blur the lines between real life and wrestling, right? I think that's kind of what you can kind of take out of it. He was trying to blur the lines. Um, looking at how it was presented though and how it was delivered, I don't think it was executed to the best of its ability. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the best way you could have executed it is that Rio would have came out, said what he said, Mox would have came out. Would have punched him in the face, mm-hmm. and then the second That's punch, Brian comes down, running, <laughs> running, like like really running, tackles Mox. Don't put the mic in his hand. Let Regal roll out of the ring, walk away like he took some, like took a licking, and then continue it from that point. But the whole thing, like you know, I I can't even re I can't even like re bring up again exactly what they said, but it just it's how horrible. it delivers really bad. It, it was terrible. It's I'm just shocked. I'm shocked too, man. I was shocked when I uh I heard about it on I was at work when it happened and I rewatched it when I got home and I was like, what the fuck am I watching here, dude? Yeah, it was weird. I wonder I what kind was... of and like you, you know what kind of reaction I would have got if Vince was sitting in the grill in the back and like I wonder how like Tony or whoever's like running the show right at that point kind of reacts to that when they when they return. Um 
to be a fly on the wall would be would be interesting. Uh, a positive point coming out of Dynamite, um, non controversial. Ricky Starks wins the uh, the Eliminator Tournament. I think that's huge. I think he's been doing solid things leading up to this. Um, it it was kind of obvious, but maybe not really because like winning the tournament, you get a title shot at MJF. Ethan Page is with the firm, and they did beat the shit out of MJF. Still really no resolution on that or where we're with that, but it could have made sense if he won uh, to fight MJF. There's a little story there, but Ricky Starks, babyface, could be, I would think, MJF's first uh, opponent or first defense, and I think they're both great on the mic. They're both great in-ring workers. Um, I'll look at the future, you could say. I know Ricky Starks isn't too, too young, but he's still newer to our eyes, so... Uh, Tommy, Ricky Starks winning the winning the Eliminator tournament, potentially being MJF's first opponent. Not 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 going past like Mox getting a rematch or anything. But uh, uh, what are your thoughts, man? That was cool. I mean, I enjoyed that whole tournament. It was pretty cool. And him and Paige, I thought put on a good match. And definitely, I had Paige winning it. I thought he was going to win. I just thought you know it was his time or whatever to do something. But it was very cool to see Starks win that. And like you said, that should be a fun uh, little. Little thing they got going, him and MJF. It's if it's just one match or if they go on with like a little feud, you know, after that, whatever, see what happens, everything. But no, it should be should be pretty cool. And like I said, I'm like the, I'm liking they gave um Starks a uh, a nice little bump there because you know he's been doing good ever since you know if the, the whole team task thing dissolved and everything, he's doing good and and turning babyface was I think one of the best things they ever did. So that was that was cool. So this should be fun with him and MJF. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Um I do love. I no no disregard to Ethan Page. I think he's great. I think he has a lot of potential. I think he just needs like that one big moment to mm-hmm. and get that exposure because he could talk, he could work. Yeah, he's yeah. a dick and he's yeah, exactly. very, very hateable. <laughs> yeah. And you know, what? I always thought Ricky Starks was very hateable too. I don't, I don't mind the, the the face turn, but I always thought he would have been a big heel in that company. And I guess well, Starks versatility, got some versatility, man. Ricky Ricky Starks is legit. Yeah, he is. So. uh I mean, it's it's authentic though. I think it's it's like always to be considered as like the authenticness of his character, right? He could have been a huge heel, but I think once he started kind of having his little baby face from, it just felt very authentic and it's very yeah, easy yeah. to connect with that. Yeah. Where MJF yeah. is just a dick, and that's what yeah. we love because it's authentic. That's, that's what, yeah, but that's what you wanted to be though at the same time. Like, well, you know what I mean? And that's what, and that's why everyone's behind him is because he's literally being his true self. It's very easy to kind of just gravitate to that. <laughs> Yeah, so it's good stuff. They have a lot of uh, authentic people there, it seems like. Maybe not, like, legitimate assholes in real life, but, like, the way, like, an Ethan Page comes off. Like, I'm pretty sure he's, like, I've heard he's one of the nice people in real life. I believe um, it. Yeah. But and, he plays but his character, but it, it seems real. He plays his character so well, dude. Yeah, it seems right. real. Like, um, if he, I feel like if he played face or he, you know, portrayed as a face, I don't know how, even though he's, I'm sure he's a fantastic human yeah. being in real life, but it just maybe wouldn't come off as good as he's coming off as a heel. And he really came out good in this tournament, I got to say. Um, I always thought he was like an untapped potential. I'm happy they kind of showcased him a little bit in this tournament. Yeah, we'll see what, what happens going forward with him. Again, I would have thought like maybe if Wardlow kept the title, him like an Ethan Page versus a Wardlow would be a great feud or something very, very like that. Cool, yeah. um, I don't know. We'll see what happens with with all parties involved that coming out of full gear. A lot of things changed. Again, shout out to Jimmy Hader. Uh, got the look, got the ability. She's very good. And I think like... Uh, superstar in for the in the future man i know she's the champion right now and i guess we i even forgot to mention that i I didn't even write it down uh thunder rosa officially uh relinquished the title so there's no longer an interim champion she uh jamie Hader is the official aw women's champion uh and as well as tony storm's reign is being recognized as an official aw women's champion so i'm not sure what's happening with thunder rosa Uh, apparently i mean again 
blurred lines. We've talked about it on the podcast before. She came out on Busted Open talking shit about Tony and Britt on like not really saying names. Um, it sounds like there's beef, there heat there with with Thunder Rosa. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. She she tweeted out stuff like follow me on Patreon if you want to know how I'm feeling. Like she wants to put it behind a paywall, which I think is kind of stupid. Uh, but I'm happy for Jamie in the long run here. I think she's been so like leading up to this point, super underrated and always because she's behind Brit, right? So she never got that full look. Happy to see she's got the title. And you know what's going to come out of this, right? Her versus Brit is obviously yeah, absolutely so good. So uh, shout out to Jamie again. And, uh, you know, what it was it was a good week for AEW, whether it was buzz, whether it was uh, quality of matches or whatever. It's been, it took a turn for me that for over the past few weeks or months, I kind of been like, you know, uh, falling out a little bit. I'm not I'm not going to lie uh, where I wasn't really keeping as as big a tabs I used to. So the, after the pay-per-view big title changes, dynamite had that buzz. It's back in uh, back in full gear. Pun intended. Um, <laughs> let's go to Raw, boys. Not it was a go home show for for war games. So nothing too too crazy happened, but a couple points that I want to talk about with you guys. Uh, Nicky Newells, we'll go with you first. Johnny Gargano, we're a big fan of him here on the show. Yeah. Uh, a questionable way he's been presented on the main roster so far. Is that a fair yeah. fair statement? Yeah, absolutely. It's been a little bit back and forth. Yeah, like. Uh, Looks like he's going to get something big, and then all of a sudden he gets slapped right back down. Kind of, it's a little tough to watch. Sure, and we know who's running the show, and one of his boys, Triple H, is they're very yeah. tight. Um, could I be a, a a biased WWE fan and kind of make excuses saying Champa being hurt definitely didn't help the scenario that isn't right now? No, probably not. Yeah, I mean, there's, I'm sure there's got to be something to it. I mean, it looks like that was going to be a route that they were going to go. And don't get me wrong. Almost needed a win against a viable opponent. He's just been beating no question, but did it have but, to come at Johnny's expense? Yeah, that was, yeah. Yes. It could I, I have been someone else. It could have happened a long time ago for almost yeah. he had some legitimate wins and not squash, you know, uh two, three, four, you know, munchkins every week on, on Raw. It's disgusting. Yeah. So I guess that was my main question. Where I don't think it hurts Johnny in a sense. No, probably not as much because, you know, they have made almost, you know, pretty recognizable as far as like what they're trying to plan to do with him. And uh, his size will always be a believability factor. Um, but I'm intrigued to see where they're going to go because he's kind of been messing around with, you know, Miz and Dexter and hasn't yeah. really gotten, you know, much legitimacy of something of a direction. And I kind of want to see him have one at some point here. Yeah, I think totally. the, whole, the whole play – with the Miz, like giving him a false opponent and like it being almost, he was, yeah, you could, say, you could argue he wasn't prepared properly. Like, there's all these things that he yeah, won't come I out mean, and say, but it almost, I mean, the size difference is there. I mean, it's like, yeah, in a more, it's, almost, it's, it's all right, whatever you can, you can swallow that pill. But, you know, at some point here, I'd like to see Johnny do something with some substance here. That's for sure. Yeah. We're oh. in, in his own path. <clears throat> Agree. Um, when, whenever this Miz, Dexter thing is going to come to a head. I have no idea. I don't know what's, what's <laughs> happening here. Um, but it's, it's just getting a little long. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Rhea got the advantage for the women's, uh, the Hill team or damage control, whatever you want to call them, the team uh, for war games over Asuka. Um, I mean, a match I would want to see like get a full like program with, honestly, down the road. But uh, I think what I like, again, slow week for all, in my opinion. What came out during Thanksgiving was the video of uh, 
Rhea and Dom showing up at the Mysterio house and like kind of beat just beating the shit out of Ray. Degrading him. And I thought <laughs> like that, like that behind the scenes stuff is like really, really great and kind of showcases how big of assholes they are. And like yeah. um Tom, we we like that kind of stuff here. So like what were your thoughts on just seeing that video play out? Oh, it was great. I mean, perfect to do on Thanksgiving, the whole family there, yeah. you know. I don't know if you noticed, but Ray, he's putting his mask on when he came to the door, so obviously he doesn't wear the mask, you know, so, <laughs> you know, what he's eating dinner and stuff, but no, that was pretty cool, but no, I mean, they're, they're trying to, people to hate Dominic as much as they can, this, I think, I mean, they boom every day, uh, every night, but I mean, this definitely is going to put him over the top with that, but that was, that was definitely cool, you know, always love those home invasion angles that they've done for years, and yeah, <laughs> definitely was very cool. And I think I think someone said in uh in the WrestleBuzz Discord, check this out there too, um, that they blurred out Ray's face on uh on like the wedding photos as well. <laughs> like they really Oh really? I didn't see that. that. Wow. I didn't even notice that. That's pretty I, funny though. If, if, <laughs> I mean if you're like and if you can go on the network and watch uh late uh WCW where he didn't wrestle with a mask on. So yeah, 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 we know what he looks like. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, all right. So yeah, that really kind of topped off raw for me. Anything else to got from you guys from Raw that I maybe I missed? Oh, you, NJ3, you're muted. Just... You're muted, pal. I'm a true hour. Sorry, I don't want to have the excess <laughs> background noise to over, you know, overshadow you as a you know, I I appreciate that. podcast. So <laughs> you're welcome. Um, no, I, I thought the open was pretty hot. I mean, the fact that you had the brawling brutes come out of the crowd with Drew McIntyre, like that was a pretty that was cool. That was cool. Fire open. I really did enjoy that. And you got the brawling brutes versus the Judgment Day. Like that's a that's a nice open. For that was cool, overall, in my opinion. I, I enjoyed that very much. I enjoyed it too. I'm, I apologize. I, I missed them. So, you know, I can only do so much. Sorry, right, man. It's a listen. It's a long week. It's a, it's a lot of wrestling. It is. Um, but I just thought that was a really cool way to open the show because you don't normally see SmackDown guys come on Raw. Because remember, this isn't this isn't SmackDown versus Raw Survivor Series. This mm-hmm. is storyline driven. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we kind of almost had like a little bit of you know a little bit of like cross branding kind of sort of but not really. This is the first. This is the like first time right? they haven't, nice they haven't done that. the brand versus brand right. Been a while. It's so. always been brand versus brand. Yeah, they had a good run of that. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of like it better storyline driven. I'm better because then it's always like you run into that issue where like you have like you run into like a, a pause on the way to WrestleMania or on the way to Royal Rumble, and yeah. like it throws off and kind of like lose momentum. So I think having this much better storytelling. I agree. Yeah, for sure. As you should. As you should. <laughs> <laughs> uh, SmackDown is happening, or it just ended uh, ten minutes ago. So I think Tom, you were able to get a, a, a glimpse of what happened there. Becky mm-hmm. did come out as the as the fifth uh, opponent or fifth partner for Team Bianca uh, for mm-hmm. War Games. How how that look on TV? How that play out? That was cool. They uh, Bailey's team is in the ring, and they're like, "All right, Bianca, who's your fifth member?" So they come out, and he's like, "Oh, we got our fifth member." And then Becky's music hit, the place went nuts, and then they all started brawling. So it was pretty cool. It was, it was a good it was a good intro to SmackDown tonight. Would you guys have preferred her being like a surprise at the show? Yeah. Um, like I'm always a fan of that. Yeah, yeah and that's always I, I don't like I don't like blowing a big moment that uh oh granted you know it's a setup to the pay-per-view, but uh you know in the go home show, but I, I always feel it's always more beneficial to have the big the big pop at the big moment on the big show. Yeah. I don't I don't get why they did it tonight. Maybe for a rating, maybe I don't know. Probably yeah, uh, I mean, I'm maybe, sure. I mean, it's usually I'm sure. always always the explanation behind uh you know a questionable decision and but either way, Becky back is is a monster get. Oh, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Um, I think Tom, you had mentioned before we got on Bray and uh, and LA Knight, kind of further along what they're doing there. Uh, LA Knight got beat up again. 
Well, yeah, Bray came out, did, you know, his usual, you know, promo he's been doing, and, like, he started getting a little more sinister, and then Uncle Howdy came on the tr- time tron again. Then, right after that, LA Knight was getting interviewed in the back, saying, oh, you know, I got attacked last week, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And then came went to commercial, came back, and then he was, you know, beat up again. So, he's like, and Bray said it wasn't me last week, so, I mean, I was, <laughs> I was someone else that did it. So, you know, um, <laughs> it's pretty cool to continue with that, so we'll see if something plays out on Survivor Series tomorrow. Maybe then you said no match announced as of yet. Right? Nothing yet. Yeah, nothing maybe now. just maybe still doing stuff like this, which I'm fine with. I don't mind. Uh, I think it's a five match card already, so we don't. Uh, we don't. Um, I don't think we need much more, right? We can just add a little shenanigans in the back. Yeah. Um. And uh, anything else stick out from SmackDown, Tommy? I think we don't. Unless Nick, you watch it too. Anything else stick out to you? Um, uh, no, just a Becky thing was yeah. was to me the, the big, the big moment for sure. Because it really culminates and and uh, sets up the the finale for the pay per view. Yeah, for sure. Um, NXT this week, interesting. Uh, we got over so over the fa- past few weeks, some uh, some voicemails and and graffiti of sorts, I guess, uh, from scripts. weren't sure what was happening there, and apparently, first match happened on Wednesday, and it was fucking Reggie, <laughs> Reggie with a mask, <laughs> Reggie. Not maybe not the 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 flashiest looking gear I've seen in a long time, but <laughs> Reggie is flashy in the ring, so it kind of like you know he may hopefully makes up for it. But uh, it was kind of an ongoing joke on social media. Um, man, I'm not too sure how I feel about this dude. Like 100, like NXT has been killing it's it, tough, do, doing their thing, and this is some like Vince type shit that's happening right now. Yeah, so, it's not it's not Reggie's fault, man. It's, it's not, not Reggie's fault. <laughs> He just wants he's, to be he's a, a, he's a super athletic dude, though. I give him that. Hey, uh, what would you rather be, NJ3? Uh, a mask wearing luchador who could potentially have a nice run with the title, or, or a wine connoisseur, or, or, or Carmelo's <laughs> wine sommelier, whatever it's called. Oh, God. I mean, to be honest, to watch, to watch scripts literally script oh throughout the match was painful. So, to be quite honest, I think I'd rather be Carmelo's wine connoisseur. <laughs> because no one doubted that he wasn't athletic as all as all get out, yeah. and we understand that he had to probably go back to the performance center, kind of you know retool, continue to kind of hone his craft. But to come out of scripts, like <laughs> the second he came out, we knew who it was. Like that was that was very poorly handled. I mean, the match was okay, but the thing is, it wasn't a match; it was a spots. That's all yeah. it was. Like there were just spots, and spots get you so far, but they don't actually get you. I think to be really taken seriously so mm. i mean again reggie really good guy seemed like a great guy super athletic but oof, that was <laughs> that was bad that was it, bad it was bad the script i forgot about the script right just literally he's the, like uh, he's walking yeah. he comes out in his entrance walks on like the little uh the guardrail almost trips for a second and he's just <laughs> scripting the whole i'm like, like oh my god God bless, God, God bless Reggie. Uh, it's the holiday season, so hopefully you see some positive out of it. Um, <laughs> good thing though that that came out of NXT, Dijak. Yeah. Now I don't know if they if they announced it was Donovan Dijak or just Dijak. Whatever. Maybe it's a Dijak. Dijak. Yeah, just, okay. I heard Dijak. Yeah. yeah. From the commentary, came, came out and attacked Wesley. Clearly has his eyes set a North American Championship. Um, I could have I could have saw him re- maybe make a, a return on the main roster, but I, I don't mind him showing back up in NXT. Uh, big fan of his. We've talked about it since we've heard the rumor of him coming back a few weeks ago, and uh, the look is it's 
okay. It's something, it's not scripts. It's not a mess. It's not like, it's better than that. Right. Not T bar. <laughs> yeah. It's not T bar. Uh, there's a lot of like comparisons going around from like other movies. I just, I wasn't familiar with, but, uh, he has a look that's familiar with something that's been around before. So, um, but it's die Jack and he's a killer. He's a monster and he can move. He can work for a big dude. Uh, Nicky noodles. We've talked about him leading up to this moment here. Die Jack back in NXT. You happy? Yeah, for sure. I, I think it's, it's good for him to get back down there and everyone to kind of get to know who he is again and what he's all about because he went astray for a while and it's yeah. time for him to get back to business and build up the brand, build up the character, and uh, you know, because he is a super talented dude, and he do, does have a bright future. Yeah, we just got to feast our eyes, right? That's exactly. what we got to do at this point. I wonder. I don't know if he did. He acknowledge that when he did. He do the motion. I mean, he uh, did the move. He did the move. Yeah. Oh, I so, thought that was enough. I mean, yeah. All right, we'll see. We'll see if he runs with the. It was critical. It is critical. Yeah. Um, it wasn't and, bigger than him, but it was a good move. <laughs> it's hard. It's, it's hard. <laughs> I love that. I All right, boys. There's only one way to go up from from T bar, you know. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. But uh, we have we do have war games tomorrow. We did put out a prediction episode early in the week. Me, Joe, and Gersh from the other podcast. So go check that out if you want to. I'm not going to ask for you guys' predictions for the show. Just your final thoughts leading into it. First war games on the main roster. Tommy, are you excited? What's your level of excitement here? Oh yeah, I can't wait. I mean, especially the the way they. Made these two matches up, you know, the bloodline against Rowan Brutes, uh, McIntyre, and KO. That's going to be a lot of fun. And the women's, especially now that Becky's back, that's going to be freaking awesome. So, yeah, those two matches, like, I'm not, cannot wait for. Nicky Noodles, you ready? Yeah, same, same as Tommy. Yeah, I'm jacked up, man. I haven't looked forward to uh, a pay view as much as this one here, especially with, with the, you know, inside the war games in the cage. It's, it's going to be a good one. Some, some bangers. And you three, a lot of top notch talent heading into this the show here. Um, five match card, like I said. Uh, two war games matches is gonna be fun, man. It should be a good time, right? It's gonna be a great time. And to be honest, I thought you, Gurge, and Joe did a fantastic job um breaking down the predictions. It's it's really nice to just be able to like hear the excitement out of you guys, even got me more excited because yeah. I was really excited as it was, mm. right? We've had war games in NXT and it's been just such a great time. And and we were so grateful to have the undisputed era pretty much be in war games like every single time um, and the fact that we have like a really really well story driven war games with both the men's and the women's matches is great and again you got to listen to the prediction show i thought you guys knocked it out of the park great great points emphasized uh really great prediction um i enjoyed the heck out of it you know gurge and joe are fantastic they're part of the family man wrestle yep. podcast network so love love what you guys did but it's gonna be a fantastic show and i'm ready to, i'm ready for it and i love it. it's a saturday night oh beautiful and then wake up on sunday watch some football again dude come on uh, yeah not me but yeah you know <laughs> you'll watch, you'll, you'll watch no, i'll watch football always yeah. always i just you know only mess it. all right you boys in the mike white <laughs> <laughs> i will be that's for sure <laughs> mike white um before we end the episode here as we always do mvps of the week Bad news. You want to go first with this one? Oh, it's got to be script, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, we got to go one on his own. MJF, come on. Finally win the heavyweight world title there in AEW. So, yeah, can't wait to see what he does with it. MJF. Yeah, it's exciting, man, for sure. Uh, Nick Newells, MVP. I'm going to sip on the Haterade. Jamie Hater. Oh, Big yeah. time hey. win. And I'm I am the number one hater for sure. <laughs> you are. That is your gimmick, dude. Uh, yeah. I'm just because you just said I'm going to go with Jamie Hater as well. Nothing. I mean, obviously MJF is the, the top pick, but I mean, just uh, 
a big moment for her, man. Uh, long career ahead of her. Uh, happy she got the the title now. So shout out to Jamie Hader. And uh, NJ3, finish this off here, bro. I want to go Wesley. You know, it's one thing to win the title. It's another thing to, ret- to retain it and defend it. Um, I thought the match with him and Carmella Hayes was the perfect exclamation awesome. point on this feud. Um, top-notch match. Probably the best match between, you know, at least having the two of them involved. I know it was like their, I think it was their second one-on-one, if I'm not mistaken. But either way, I thought it was the best of the matches. Um, looked great. Can't wait to see what it does with Jack And Wesley's a great guy. My MVP. Does Carmella come up, you think, soon? I was going to ask that. You, you got it. You, you got it. I guess we'll see what happens at deadline with um with Breaker and uh, Apollo. But I want to see him go after the title. Like, why can't he dethrone Braun and Braun come up? Okay, that's a good point too. Yeah. You never know. It, and who knows what they're going to do? Like, you know, sometimes after uh, the big pay per views or PLEs, they they maybe bring up some talent. So you never know. Maybe we see uh the Monday after Survivor Series, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams show up on, on Raw or something like that. It could be fun. Could be a good yeah. time. I don't know. Shoot He's, his shot. They're ready. I think they're ready. I think they're good. Oh, yeah. So uh should be a good time. Uh episode 134. Wild. Pretty crazy. Um follow us on social media at WrestleBuzz with three Z's on Twitter at WrestleBuzz on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. And as always, take care. Stay safe. Watch pro wrestling.